Hello, everybody. My name is Nathan Dose. I'm the founder of AGD Entertainment, author of Zero to 60 by AGD. Just giving a little uh, recap on the episode that you're about to listen to. I had a great conversation with a band called Top House. They are a folk uh, bluegrass band. I love this episode. I love the conversation that we have. It really touches on some of the core challenges that bands experience. So it really hit home for me for a lot of the challenges that I faced when I was in a band. Uh, for 10 years, I was in a band called Tight and Quiet. And, uh, and some of these questions that we tackle, I had to ask myself often, frequently, and sometimes didn't have the answers. So I hope everybody takes a lot of value out of this episode. If you're new here, uh, thanks for being here. In this podcast, we are trying to tackle the questions that developing artists have on a day-to-day basis and really help uh, create emerging moments for artists by answering the development questions that are holding them back or keeping them stuck in places or just uh, along the way of their natural and organic journey. So I hope this episode brings you value. If you haven't yet, please go over to zero to 60 by hud.com and check out the free artist development workshop and let's connect. Nice to meet y'all. Enjoy this episode with Top House. How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of the zero to 60 by HUD podcast. I'm here with Top House um, who are in Salt Lake City and uh, been doing a lot of amazing work, a lot of touring also doing very well breaking some songs on the socials, having a handful of viral moments, uh, getting to connect with the people. Um, it's been awesome to follow along with you guys, as, uh, especially as, you know, a lot of the things that you're applying, a lot of the things that you're doing are engaging that catalog. And I think, you know, one of the things I really wanted to let the artist community know from that experience is like the, the state of social where things are operating off of the interest graph instead of the social graph, meaning stuff can go viral because it relates to a large amount of people rather than you are connected to a large amount of people is an amazing thing for artists that have a back catalog because if you can communicate what's interesting about that back catalog, you can reach all the same people because it's new to them. Right. Um, And it's not based off of anybody that's been following you so much. So you guys have been doing a great job of that um, already so far. So I can't wait to see how that translates and how that transitions to the new music that I know y'all are wrapping up and and we've been talking about is, is forthcoming for today. I'd love to hear from you guys, you know, you're finishing up music for release. Like what's, what's the one or two biggest questions that, you know, you have for the next six months to a year to five years, however big you guys want to go. But like, what are the questions that you guys are staying up at night, drinking beers and whatever it is, like, you know, riffing about, like, what is, what, 
what problems or what situations are, are y'all trying to sort out and solve at this juncture? I think one thing we've sort of come back to a handful of times is um, how to sort of figure out the longevity of Top House with, with everyone's like friends and family sort of involved and, and figuring out how, you know, things where we can, we can tour, but also go back and spend time with family. How, you know, are they going to help out? Is it going to, is the top house tribe going to grow? So a lot of longevity based sorts of things that we've been using about in the hot tub. Mm -hmm. Cause we bring a hot tub on tour. <laughs> it's very important to us. So. Love it. Love, love it. Okay. Let me, let me, let me expand on that. Like, let me dig on that a little bit, clarify a little bit. Yeah. So if I'm hearing you right, the, qu the question is longevity in regards to, being in a band especially a touring band feels all in all the time and how do you have like uh for lack of a better term like work-life balance as creative is 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 a bit of what i'm hearing is that is that right yeah yeah i think like like specifically like a lot of our conversation has been around touring and like you know how do we tour well how do we how do we not be away from home for, you know, six months out of a year, you know, or whatever it is, um, and still make a living with it, or at least, you know, continue to like progress the band, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So great, great question. When, when as an artist, you hit, peak popularity let's say you really get to choose how much you tour but that choice like if you're if you're controlling the narrative right like you know every a lot of artists are always out saying hey how can i get an agent how can i get an agent how can i get an agent thinking that the agent is going to run out and book them shows and put them on tour i think that's a misconception to like what an agent's job more or less is we've been talking about this a lot internally at the agd team an agent a lot like a publicist it you know when things are working well what an agent's pretty much going to do is they're going to ask the band, hey, how much do you want to tour? Right? And the band ideally would be popular enough to be able to fulfill whatever that answer is, right? So, and that might take some work from the agent. Like, so hypothetically, this doesn't sound like you guys, but I'm going to use this to then contrast against if somebody says we want to be on tour all the time and maybe they're popular enough to be, to, to go on tour and they have a lot going on. Okay. Now the agent's work is okay. We can get you booked for a headlining tour, but you're only good for about 20 shows and some select markets for like real headlining stuff. So then we'll move into festival season 
we'll book some corporates in between festival season and some one-offs fairs and things like that. And then to close out the year, we're going to land you as an opener on these two or three tours. Right. So the strategy is the agent knows there's enough going on with the artist to get all of that stuff done. So the only thing that they need to answer from the artist is how much do you want to do? And then they can know kind of how much work they have to do to keep the artist as busy as they want to be. So on the flip side of it, if you don't want to be on tour all the time, one of two things happens at that point is being a moderate touring act, somebody that's doing 70 to 180 shows a year, you know, somewhere, you know, that's, that's a quarter of the year to half of the year. Um, Maybe a half of the year when you're on album cycle and you have a new hot single out that's doing really well. Right. An artist like that, is got to be in high enough demand to be able to do at least half of that be headlining right um with ticket sales being enough to pay everybody on the crew um the agents making enough money etc right so really what that is is that that's really controlling and having a really good understanding of how big your audience is Right. And so the answer to the question of how do we reach the longevity of the band is to have a large enough audience that allows you to say, this is how much we want to tour. And knowing that that can easily be facilitated based off of the audience that you have to generate enough in ticket sales to pay everybody that needs to get paid and make y'all enough money um, to really make that experience that portion of time, how long you're doing that to really make sure that that is uh, financially viable for y'all. Right. So, so you need to be making more money doing that than you would be doing uh, anywhere else. With that, though, in the audience building side of things, you have to, you know, so it's a lot of buildup, right? You get a, you have to get a really big audience to be able to do that. But you probably should try to be using as many tactics as you can, like TikTok and Instagram, which y'all are doing well on. You don't have as much control of this, but the way that you engage that audience after the fact can contribute to this is like geographically being thoughtful about where you're developing audience. So like, okay, TikTok's going to put you across, you know, everywhere, but then the way that you narrow that down into like super fans from that audience can be thoughtful to be in regions that you want to corner so that you, which you guys are already doing so well of like, really what that looks like is this tour route that you're doing from Nashville to Montana is like, like, honestly, that's, that's it, right? Like you do that a couple of times a year and you guys are touring as much as it sounds like you want to be touring. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's twice a year. 
and then maybe some cool international opportunities that might come to you or like an East coast run with a band that you love. And those should be based off of opportunities that you find to be really fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the career strategic mode, I think it's really about getting this tour route that you're doing to be as successful and profitable as possible. Um, and, and trying to get creative in your marketing to make sure that like, okay, TikTok's happening everywhere. That's driving streaming. That's, you know, this whole thing. We're going to, we're going to be thoughtful about the way that we communicate with people to make sure that the people who are in these regions are getting a little bit more love from us. So when the time comes for uh, tickets, they're really bought in. Right. So that's just like thoughtful seed planting right now as you're growing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So then the longevity is like, okay, cool. That sounds like a lot of work, right? The work that you guys are already doing, but everybody's getting married. We're probably thinking about families and things like this, right? Like maybe not everybody, but I know somebody just got married. Um, so, so then it's like, okay, that's a lot of work. And it seems like that's going to be a while before that's super profitable, right? It's probably a big question. In that. That's kind of the question, one of the musings, yeah. honestly. Just, yeah. No, so then, then that's being really open with each other, with your community of like, what are ways to earn besides the band that are autonomous from the band but you know uh exactly provide flexibility yeah mm-hmm. yeah right and i think what happens with bands is oftentimes one or two people will figure that out and the other two people might not figure it out and a portion of the group feels like they're carrying the other portion of the group or because the other portion of the group can't figure it out. They feel because they don't want to be a burden. They feel like they have to exit because they need to go find something stable because they can't maintain the availability for the band because the opportunities that they have are more full-time work type stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that might be stuff you guys are already dealing with, but the trick is really, really open communication, really open facilitating for each other, looking for opportunities, looking for answers to those questions so that each person is taken care of making sure that everyone, everyone has a plan. Right. And that everyone's in the plan and that as that plan is happening, no one is feeling um, passed over or, you know, less important. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if you try to pressurize the group, if you try to pressurize the band to solve those questions, 
you're going to make decisions that actually stop the growth. Right. So the plan for the band needs to be the plan for the band. Right. Okay. Over the next two years, we're going to continue to make music. Here's how we make music. Here's how much that costs us. Uh, here's how often we tour. Here's where we're touring. Here's how much we hope to make from that. Here's the benchmarks to let us know if that's working. And we're going to execute on this plan for the next two to five years, however big you want to go, measuring your benchmarks and making sure that everyone's feeling good. Wow, you made it to the end of the episode. That's impressive because I know how much I like to talk. I know how much other music industry professionals and artists like to talk and sometimes we're not the best listeners so uh i'm impressed honestly impressed um that we're here at the end of the episode i do want to talk with you i want to hear your questions your follow-up questions and we have a discord channel specifically for that so first step is to go over to zero to 60 by hd.com and make sure to watch that free artist development workshop if you haven't watched it yet and then jump in the discord Thanks for being here. I'm excited to get to know all of you.